Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. And this week's episode is brought to you by the hacker, the thief, the grifter, and the hitter. Everyone needs one in their life. The team at Leverage Inc. You don't find them, they find you. And that's really fitting considering this week's episode is all about the Leverage Team, where we discuss the second part of their redemption tour. So what did you think about the second part of uh, Leverage Redemption, Tammy? Did it continue to redeem itself or did it fall all the way short? Was it supposed to redeem itself? Because it's been it's been top dog for since it went off screen. So um so it it kept the level that it's always had, I guess. Um I loved it. Once again, I will continue to say um that certain members were missed throughout the series. But I appreciate the fact that they actually came back for at least one episode like they did during the first part of this season. Um, but I enjoyed it. I really did. It was really, really, really good. What about you? Um, I agree. I think it got better as the season progressed. Um, and then looking at some of the notes uh, from the previous one, it addressed some of the things that we talked about. And then it also... Uh, started to make a little bit more sense about how they incorporate the characters, um, especially the new characters, I will say, um, especially in the second part of the season. And I will say it because I feel like I know we spent a lot of the first time, um, our first go around, our first conversation about this. I know we talked a lot about Aldous Hodge um, and how much we missed him. And for me, even though I missed him, um, I missed him less if that makes sense. Maybe it's just you got used to him being gone, but it wasn't this big, oh, I wish off, I wish um, I wish Hardison was there or how Hardison would do this. It's like I felt I felt like I was felt more invested in the team as it was. And I knew that he would I knew that he was still a part of the team, but it was like I, I just didn't miss him as much if that makes sense. No, it does. It does. I, I, I can see where you're going with that. Um, I will agree. Um, he wasn't as missed or maybe it was getting used to the new team. Um, that what what is his sister's name? Brianna? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, getting used to the new team with Brianna. Um, you know, she felt like she was more part of the team this um time around than the first one, and it could just be, you know, the feelings of loss. But um, yeah, I, I I can definitely see that. Yeah, and I did, I felt like it too. Like, and I understood now. I guess because, and I guess in the moment I didn't realize it, but they did focus more on incorporating Brianna's character into the team. The first half of the series or the first half of the season was about her and how she was integrating into the team and and more about her issues and the things that she'd done in the past. And then this B part was more about uh, Noah Wiley's character. Um, and I'm blanking on his name. Go figure, me blanking on a name. Why, would that ever happen? Never. never <laughs> but yeah, it was more about in, um, incorporating him into the team. Um, and I also tended to like the episodes. Like they had better episodes this time around. Or better cases to me, I guess. I I mean, they had some good ones. They had some that I could skip over. I actually skip, skipped over one of them. So, 
Yeah. Which hit or miss? Hit or miss. Which one did you skip? The first one. You skipped the first one? Mm. Which one was the first one? You know, uh, trying to make uh, the librarian as a hero or something like that. Oh, that one actually turned out to be really good. With LeVar Burton? Yeah, I'm just going to take your word for it because I ain't never going to watch it. That was the one with LeVar, with LeVar Burton? Mm-hmm. I put that on the list as one of my favorite ones. At first... I was I was like, what is this? But it actually turned out to be really good. So I can go ahead and spoil it for you. He actually turned out to be a spy in hiding. Um, he he had stolen some when his last mission went really bad, and so um, he they basically put out a red notice on him, which you know I'm learning all the spy lingo from all the spy movies I watch. Um, plus I'm. I'm I'm really excited for that movie (laughs) but they put out a red notice on him Um, I think he worked for the CIA and uh, and so when they have been trying to get him to feel like a hero um, they they actually stumble into a case and they somehow the people get alerted um, from his old case the information that he had um, they wanted it so they it in the middle in the midst of that um, of their little cosplay role play thing that they were doing with him, they actually stumble onto a real thing and realize that, oh, he's not just this little innocent librarian who loves spy novels. Like, no, he's actually a real life kick ass spy, former spy. So um, it was, it actually turned out to be really good. Sounds cool. You're, you're still taking my word for it. I'm definitely still taking your word for it. And <laughs> watching it. It was our first one where also Hardison is the one, because I, you know, um, going back to their, to uh, their promo log, they, you don't find them, they find you. I was wondering, I was like, how the hell did this kid know where to find them? Like his assistant. And it turns out at the end, Hardison is the one who sent the kid to him. So um, that was really cool. Um, so did you like, I, I remember that we had talked about really, or, I know one of my notes from the from the previous episode when we talked about this was I could really take Noah Wiley's character or leave him. Did that change for you at all? Like- Absolutely not. <laughs> he still didn't add anything. He still didn't bring any real skill um, to the team. He was just there for his redemption. So if it does get renewed for a second go round, would you want him to be a part of the show? I'm okay with him just doing that one season and then bringing somebody else in and redeeming them. I'm okay with that. I mean, I I, I really don't care either way. Like, yeah, I really don't care either way, but I would be okay with them bringing in another like big TV star. Um, for, for like a year like that could be a concept that they go through since they really don't need a Nate character anymore nope and yeah I, okay I get that um like I said I, I figured out this season he the second part of the season more of what his purpose was like it seemed better served I understood his character a little bit more um and I actually liked him a little bit more um yeah I 
like starting around the law, I guess since none of them ever really got caught or needed a lawyer, it, it just didn't seem like he truly, that part truly fit in. Like, um, I used to be this really bad lawyer, so I know how they work. Well, they've been doing this for, what, 10, 15 years? They know how bad pe- rich, bad people work, too. Yeah, so what do they really need from you? And then they would throw out, like, the lawyer lingo and everything like that. And I'm like, great, that shows his purpose. But at the same time, like, they did this for years without having a lawyer on their team. So, I mean... Yeah, like I said, he used a take it or leave it kind of character, you know? Yeah, um, but I did like that they explored more of his past and got to see just really how truly bad he was. Like, he was a great lawyer, but the part where he said that he did whatever it took to win the case, um, but he never broke the law. So ethically, he had no ethics or morals when it came to that, but he never, quote unquote, broke the law. And that was really interesting to see how he justified all of the horrible shit that he'd done. That's so many uh, lawyers on TV nowadays. <laughs> yeah. Like they like that that's the whole thing. Or I mean, it just kind of shows us how rich people get away with stuff that poor people don't. Um, because you hire lawyers who know the law so well that they know where the line is and they go right up to the line but never cross it. Yeah, they know all those ethical, moral, and legal loopholes. Yes. And um, yeah. So, but I. So, like I said, I, I, I'm with you. I never thought about it. I mean, I did like seeing him, and I. But I think, as far as the team just needing a lawyer, like he didn't bring that certain set of just skills. Like, okay, he was able to get them into a country club. Um, the last episode because of his past and his connections he was able to get that job but it seems like they were kind of on from him onto him from the beginning and they were using him just as much to try to get to the team just as much as he was quote unquote trying to use them so um it might be cool to have someone come in another heavy hitter who who has ties to deep criminal organizations um to help them. What did you think about the RGI? Like their big bad for the season? I guess they were supposed to be like the insurance company that Nate ended up going against his former employer. Um, um, I thought like I, I thought it was an actual like they were a good villain for the show. Um because it really played it up at the end when they thought like they had crossed all their T's and dotted all their I's only to realize that the team was ahead of them. And the fact that they didn't really research well enough to know that there was a member of the team that was no longer on the team. And that was their downfall, was not knowing all the members of the leverage team. Yeah, like not knowing all the players. And I loved it. And um, the last two episodes, which um, our boy, Aldous Hodge, Hardison makes a comeback. I was so happy to see him. So happy. Um. I, it kind of goes back to what I had said, something I, I noted during the first part was that I would love to see longer arcs, like those longer arc episodes. So they work so well for me. So maybe if they did that, like if they broke the season still up in parts like they did this this year, that would be great. But maybe if the, fir- if, if the first half dealt with one long game case, you know, 
um, different characters or something, that would be cool. And then maybe if the second half dealt with another long game case, that would be kind of cool. Because I did like the continuation of the story of the arts. And I liked that RGI had always been there. Like they were someone that we were introduced to in the beginning of the season. So seeing them pop back up wasn't just a surprise. Like they've just been this anonymous group that just all of a sudden comes in and no one knows anything about them. So I did like that part of it, always being there. What about you? You think that would work for a possible? Well, I said it the first time. I was like, I, I, I get it. But I also like the wrap up at the end of every episode. And then you move on to a whole nother case. Like, I, I, I like that concept as well. It's nice at the end that, um, well, they wrapped it up over multiple episodes because their villain was over multiple episodes. So I do like the fact that they have one big bad and then they have smaller bads throughout the season. But, you know, at the same time, like, I'm okay with you wrapping it up every single episode. Let's wrap it up with a nice, neat bow. Okay. All right, maybe they can incorporate both of our ideas. Have the A story be something. Well, they did. That's what the season was. But I, I guess okay. I guess I'm saying I, I wanted to see more of them dealing with RGI. I guess I wanted it to be more of a long game than them just popping in kind of every episode, like something that's happening. So maybe give us a, one long, bigger mystery that kind of can take over as the B story that they're still working on. And then maybe have the A story be the central villain or case of that week, if that makes sense. Okay. So like uh, you're mentioned every episode? Not every mean? episode necessarily, but maybe a clue or something or have it tie in better. I don't know. Like, yeah. But just like have, yeah. <laughs> what? I'm confusing you and myself in the process. No, 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 no. Like, you're just like, yeah. I was like, okay. I don't know if you fully know exactly what you're looking for. I'm channeling my inner John John Cook. I'm having that conversation with myself. Okay. (laughs) I do know what I'm looking for. I just can't quite figure out how to say it. Like, I, I understand what you're saying. And I do like the idea but maybe have the underlying B story be something about the overall bigger investigation or find a way or the bigger case and or maybe find a way to tie it back or just have more multi-arc episodes maybe, I guess is what I'm getting at. Because I really do like those. Um, and I, I do like some of the ones where they tie it up with a nice neat bow. Like the story about Le- LeVar Burton that was a good tie-up in one nice neat bow. Even though, you know, it was great that he turned out to be a, a, a spy, that's not something I think would have translated or carried well over throughout the whole season. Now, one of my other favorite episodes was the one um, at the golf course about the, the human trafficking. That might have been a good one to kind of, you know, spread breadcrumbs throughout throughout the whole season. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, no, no. No, I, I understand what you're saying. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, my favorite episodes were definitely the one where Noah Wiley, um, played the doctor. Cause that was like the cutest thing ever. Cause I was just like, ER, like <laughs> that's the role that made him famous. Like, um, 
So I got really, really excited when I saw him put on the um the doctor coat. I was just like, oh, the medical coat. I was like, oh. And um I like the one with um where Sophie played the younger version of like the jackal. Oh yes. That one was really, really good. Um, and then it also showed like how how far their reputation goes, right? Where just their name alone. And people are like, oh, really? Because like when Parker was getting that guy um, on board and he was just like, well, why should I do this? And she was just like, because I'm Parker. He was like, are you the Parker? And she was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, Parker, throwing out the name. Um, So I love that one. And then I love the last one where... Uh, Sophie was explaining exactly what was going on. And then the woman at RGI thought that, oh, you know, we got it in the bag. We thought of everything. And then they kind of, then Sophie flipped it, right? And she was so calm through throughout the whole entire thing, which should have given the woman a warning that there was going to be a twist. But, you know, yeah. then it wouldn't have been a storyline. <laughs> that was, it was so cold. Like, I loved it. Like, she caught her and it's like, okay. And she just sits there so calmly. She's just, you know, and you're thinking, oh, it's going to be some big leverage thing. But nope. Elliot just walks in and swoops around. She goes, you really thought it was wise to give Elliot a whole minute in the dark? Yeah. <laughs> just like, come on. I said, she underestimated every part of the team as well as not knowing who all of the members were. Yeah, because you have two world-class hackers and Hardison being the best and Brianna not being a slouch herself. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, you, you consider Brianna, but you never considered Hardison. Like you thought just because he was gone, he, he, I'm sure they had done their research, but they thought, oh, he's gone. So he's forgotten. Like, do you really think Carson going to leave his woman? And that was so cute when, when he went to say, oh, so we're good. And she goes, no, I think Elliot's still mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> like she was fine. She was, she was like, yeah, but then you showed up. So now I'm good. Like I was mad at you before, but now that you're here, I'm okay. But, um, Elliot, Elliot needs a hug. Like Elliot needed a hug. You know, Elliot needed you to talk to him because he he was without his best friend for a very long time. He missed you. <laughs> and, and Elliot was just like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and he's but like, knowing but, that he really missed him. Yeah. And um, but I love also the the other part of that that I love is when she was talking about the robot bodies. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and and she was like, he's like, I don't want a robot body. She's like, it's okay because we measured your head while you were sleeping. <laughs> and then he looked at Harrison like, you really believe this? And Harrison said, Yeah, because uh, you know. And he just looked down like, Dude, come on now, please just play along. Like, because yeah. <laughs> at first I'm like, and I you know that. But he was like, at first, on, I'm you like, know how Parker is. You know how Parker is. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Like at first, I was like, okay, the robot bodies and Ellie and Harrison being uh, a science geek and stuff. I'm like, he really cannot. And I'm thinking, does he? Because you know, Harrison has some weird thinking too. But then, I, but the way he looked and the way he was talking about, like, uh, yeah, uh, uh huh, uh, you know. <laughs> and then when he looked at him, he's just like, come on, dog. Like, come on, please, please. And so Elliot got it, and I was just like, oh, that's so cute. I was like, so that's totally Parker. 
Definitely Parker. <laughs> but yeah, um, and I forgot, like, I think there was one episode where I forgot how lethal Parker was when she first joined the team. Like, she didn't care about killing people. Like, anything. She, anything. Like, she was, was she a sociopath, psychopath, or a little bit of She both? was, she was a sociopath. She was a sociopath. Okay. She had no she had no feelings or emotions towards humans. And so it's just like, okay. And um, you know, but yeah. And then when um Hardison was like, babe, are you sure this is safe? Babe, you, you need to check this. And then she just pushes him out the window. <laughs> <laughs> Made him go down. <laughs> I was just like, oh, they're so cute. I love them. Like they Parker and Hardison have got to be one of my all-time favorite TV couples. They do. Like when you know when every once in a while they do like best TV couples um of all time. Like the next list, I need to see Hardison and Parker on that list cuz they are amazing together. Like they just work. They work perfectly together. And then you know like Elliot, like I was I was a little I was a little sad about the fact that he lost his girl. I was a little sad about that. I was too. And she was just like, I know. And I get it. You know, they, they were cute together. They really were. And it's like, aside from this one thing, they were, they were the perfect couple. Cause you know, she, she had a little bit of badass in in her. She wasn't scared of him. She called him out on his crap, you know? Um, and they just seemed like they got along so well. And then she was just like, you're a great guy, but at the end of the day, you're still a criminal. And and it's just like I feel oh. like she gonna show up though. If they do if they do a second season, I think she's coming back. Yeah, you didn't feel like that was quite the end of it either. No, no, uh-uh. no okay. she she she'll be back. She'll be back. Cause like Elliot's had women before, like like you know they've been the one and done, or maybe some body that wasn't necessarily that was maybe mentioned but not seen on screen. Mm-hmm. And so this one, especially considering the way they met and how it's kind of antagonistic, but you still picked up on the chemistry and the sparks. Um, and it was just like, oh, and then when they mentioned them being together and it's like, okay. And I'm, I'm glad we saw her again and actually got to see what their relationship was like instead of just hearing about it, you know? And then she kind of thought that, you know, she thought he was a spy and that she kept trying to figure out which agency he worked for until he couldn't get that information he needed from her. Mm-hmm. So it, it, yeah, I did like that. Um, now I did like this, the, I did like the chemistry between Sophie and Noah Wiley's character and I need to figure out his name and just stop calling him Noah Wiley's character, but- Mr. Wilson? Mr. Wilson, yes, thank you. I I, thought, I I picked up on a little bit of chemistry there. What about you? Did you forced chemistry? You thought it was forced? Like we're we're supposed to want them to be together. We're supposed to feel the connection that is slowly growing over time, and I'm not falling for it. I can't disagree with that a hundred percent. My thing was okay. I I said this: if it continues, and if he comes back, I could see them possibly being in game but am I but something would have to change like right now it's like it's that wounded bird lonely type of chemistry where I I could see them both I could see them being the stepping stone relationship that relationship that gets you back into the game that helps you heal your heart does that but make not sense? long lasting 
yeah, but not long lasting, not that end game. I see them as better off as friends. And I also like the fact that, quote unquote, Sophie had another adult in the room to talk to, you know, because it always seemed like the rest of the team were her and Nate's kids, even though they're all full grown adults, if that makes sense. Like she's always been kind of like the mom of the group. Yeah, they raise them. Yeah. So um, it was nice seeing her have another, quote unquote, adult to talk to. But as far as them just necessarily being in game, unless something just drastically changes or I, yeah, like I saw the chemistry, I understood it, but I was just like, um, I don't necessarily think that this is where, I don't necessarily see it heading where they're trying to lay this, plant the seeds for it to head. So I agree with you on that. Um, what was another one of your favorite episodes? It was just those two. Just those two? Yep. You didn't like the one with the storm? Nope. I thought the premise was kind of stupid about the lottery ticket, but I actually did like it because that's the one where we got to see more of um, Elliot's relationship with his girlfriend. And it was just him and Parker. So we got to kind of focus on their skill set a little bit. So I did like that one. Um, the one with where Sophie played the jackal, uh, or younger version of the jackal, I absolutely loved that one. That was one of my... That was probably my one of my favorites um, until the last two for throughout the whole season. It was so good. Like, just from top to bottom, it was so well written. And they all did a great job in that one. Although, you, you really didn't see much of a lot, a whole lot of the other team, but um, I did like it. Um, I like the golf one, too, with the with the uh, immigrants and the, the human trafficking one. I thought that was a good one. And I guess I liked it. I was kind of nostalgic because James Marsters was in it. He played the bad guy for that episode. Oh, he did. I remember when we um, mentioned the fact that he signed on um, to um, be in Leverage Redemption. And we were trying to think, like, what was going to be his character? We were thinking, like, at the time, like, was he going to be, like, the big bad of the season? And he was only there for one episode. But I loved it. Like, I, I, I love him. Spike, oh, God, I love it. But, um, yeah, like, just those two episodes really, really, like, I really love those episodes. Not to say that the other ones weren't good. They just, they weren't my favorites. You didn't like the farming one? The what? The farming one about the two guys no. in the farm? No, I'm not saying I didn't like them. But you asked me, like, what were some other ones that were, like, my favorites? They were not my favorites. They were they were good. Like they fit the the plan of um what leverage is. So I definitely they served their purpose, but they weren't my favorites. Oh, okay. I get that. I I really did like that one. Like those were my favorites for the season. Like once I thought about it, at first I was just like, ooh. And I called this, excuse me, the OG Grifter episode. Um, but where she was helping the jackal, and I was like, that was my number one. Um, and then I just kind of combined the last two, of course, because Harrison came back, and the case was so good, especially the way that they wrapped it up. Like I watched that one multiple times just because I love. Like that was vintage. That was truly vintage leverage to me. It was like, oh, and and I guess that's part of the fun of the show for me is you know that they're going to get out of it. But sometimes just seeing how they get out of it is the fun. Like, what did they do? What ridiculous thing are they going to do to get out of it? Was amazing. Huh? I said, I agree with you on that. Yeah. And, and, and just the way they pulled that one off was so smooth because you, find, you thought, oh, wow. 
they may not get everything they want. Like they, they may get out of it, but um, are they going to get the server? And not only did they get the server, but they also took RGI down. Like the way they, they made everyone know that this, this company was, in, was um, responsible for blacking out a whole city and um, causing like a boat, um, a, an explosion on a, an oil rig. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, and can I just say that Noah Wiley's ex-wife, uh, Mr. Wilson's ex-wife in the show, she had the worst taste in men. <laughs> like, you left him because you said he was a bad person. He brings you proof that your new husband is bad, and it's like, you're going to stay because he treats you well? Well, he was, see... Um, Mr. Wilson was a horrible husband and he was a horrible father. Her husband is not those things. He's just a bad person, but a good husband and a good yeah. father. And and that's that's ultimately the decision that she made because of that. On that he's not on the same level as um Mr. Wilson, because Mr. Wilson was never at home. He was just horrible husband, father, you know, person. Um, her husband, he ends up being a horrible person professionally, but personally in life, like he was good. Like he took care of his family. And so that's how she justified staying with him. And I actually understood it. I understood it. I didn't. I guess that's my my optimism, my romanticism. Um, I was just like, oh, okay. But yeah. He he poisons. He's responsible for poisoning all these people, and his company is responsible for killing all these people. But because he comes home every night, he's a good person. So um, well, it wasn't that he was a good person. It was that at the end of the day, he took care of his family. It's like mobsters are mo mobsters aren't good 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 people. You know, criminals aren't kingpins aren't aren't good people because you know they sell drugs and everything like that. But at the end of the day you know, there, there's some that really do love their family to take care of their family. They raise their kids. They encourage them to go to college and not be like, you know, so we, we can say they're horrible people, but that's not a reflection on, you know, how they're taking care of their family kind of thing. Why do I feel like that's a dig on Sonny Corinthos? Oh, why, why, why are you cutting into my general hospital heart? So, Sonny Corinthos <laughs> and, and Jason and Jason? <laughs> Oh yeah, and Jason. Why why are you cutting into my general hospital? You can take heart, that, you can take that as a dig. You can take that as a dig. Why you why are you bring general hospital into this, man? Why you why you cutting me where it hurts? You know that's my peace of mind. You know that's my <laughs> that, you know that keeps me sane every day. Peace of mind as you watch the <laughs> show about gangsters. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You know, you know General Hospital slandered ranks up there with uh yes. Jason Statham Hey, hey, hey. There's two types of slander I don't tolerate. General Hospital slander and Jason Statham slander. Everything else we can negotiate. Those two, non-negotiables. Really? So I, can, I can talk about me? Oh, hell no. See, 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 see. You got a lot of, you got a lot of people on your, on your slander list. Okay, those top three. See, v, was just, <laughs> v is just like unmentionable. Although you do need to watch in the suit. <laughs> Okay, we're going off the rails. Yeah, very much so. Um. All right. So, 
any anything that you hope okay so we already spoiled it and said that we hope that it is renewed or at least i'm assuming you hope that it's renewed for a second season would you like to see it come back oh yeah definitely definitely and um because you know aldous hodge i didn't realize i forgot he was going to be in black adam so his career is really really taken off plus he has the show on a on showtime the hill so I think I'm resigned that he will probably just pop in. And I'm okay with that. Brianna, I, I love that they gave her her own identity separate from Hardison. I love that there's that connection, that he may be gone, but he's not ever truly forgotten um, from the show. And I hope that as long as the show keeps running, that he's able to keep doing those uh, pop-ins for one or two episodes or what have you, um, you know, just... I, I just love Aldous Hodge and I just love the character of Hardison. So would you be okay with that? Um, yeah, I'd be okay. Or do you that. think they just need to let it go and he just... No, um, it shows dedication to the fans who love the show and what really, you know, put him on the map. So I'm okay with him slipping in every once in a while when he can fit it into his schedule. I mean, you know, continue to grow, grow his star. Like he's doing big things. Big big things. Is Ad- is Black Adam on our list? Black Adam? With him and Dwayne Johnson, it's like a, a You sedition. know that's not coming out until like 24, right? Oh shit. They laughed it. I was <laughs> see, I got excited because I watched the DC con thing, you know? Yeah. And, and it showed all the stuff. And then I saw him and I'm like, oh. Yeah, okay. that, um, yeah, are you saying we're not going to be around in 24? I am saying I will wait to see how it goes. DC is always a disappointment, so um, no, nah, I'm joking. Okay, well, how did you so how would you rate the second part of Leverage? Um, I'm going to give it the same rating as the first, so I am giving it a 3.75. Um, once again, nostalgia and it just being really, really good. I love the flow of the storylines. The characters, once again, are just so beloved. I definitely, definitely enjoyed them. And I opened up my heart more to Brianna. Um, Mr. Wilson, I mean, you know, he was just there to cover space. But, he, you know, he still played his role um, very well, Noah Wiley. And he's from ER, so I'll always love him as well. Um, so, yeah, 3.75 popcorns, you know. It's not a full bucket, but it's good enough to get through a two-hour movie. What about you, Eddie? Um, I'm with you. I'm I'm gonna repeat the rating, which I believe was three point seven five for myself as well. Um, again, the nostalgia. Um, I did have a better understanding and liking of Brianna this time around. Um, and I I understood her character more. She she seemed less annoying. And I guess that's because she kind of found her place. Like before she was like that younger sister trying to, you know, step out of her brother's shadow. And in, in this part of the season, it actually seemed like she'd done that. Like she found her place and became her own person and her own character. So I appreciate that. Um, Mr. Wilson is still a work in progress. I, I love <laughs> Noah Wiley. So I would love to see him come back. I got a better understanding, but they would have to give his character more to do. Um, yeah, definitely he he would have to gain some some sort of skill I guess to be on the leverage team maybe he's the one who goes out kind of like the Nate not to replace Nate because that character's but maybe he would be the one through his legal practice or whatever that would bring them the cases or 
you know, train in some other way, like get a, get a skill that would make him more valuable and useful to the team. Um, but I, I do love Noah Wiley, so I would hope to see him return or maybe, like you said, find a new character each uh, season or half a season that needed redemption, um, I think is a cool idea. Well, um, so we both hope it gets renewed. Um, I guess our overall season rating for the show would be a 3.75 from both of us and yes. hope to see big things from it. Um, and I guess that does it for this week's episode of the Popcorn Rundown. I don't know what's wrong with me. Sorry. <laughs> Please be sure to <laughs> Please be sure to listen, like, follow, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and or Spotify Podcasts. You can also keep up with all the latest and entertainment pop culture news as well as other amazing kernels of pop culture goodness at the popcornwindown.com. That's it. That's the plug. Pop 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 thank you you joined in we're still working on that sound effect as you can see and that does it for this week's episode be sure to tune in and join us next week when we talk about the new reboot of the wonder year show i'm actually really excited about that i'm excited to see what you think have you watched any of it yet So we shall see what I think about the black version of the Wonder Years. Which I, I was a huge fan of um, the original Wonder Years, so I am I am actually excited as well to see um, if it gives me those nostalgic feelings um, that I had as a child watching it. Yeah, and if it was able to carve out its own identity besides just people referring to it as the Black Winter Year. So that should be a really interesting conversation. I look forward to having it. And until next time, thank you as always for joining us. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.